0: is called there's something more going on here and this is chapter one which is called Moses and his moisture in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 34 we read that Moses was 120 years old when he died yet his eyes were not weak nor his strength gone a fairly straightforward verse correct Moses was old and then he died what else is there to say actually quite a bit. Listen to the last half of that sentence again. Yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. Notice anything unusual? How about that phrase, nor his strength gone? Moses has just died, correct? Dying, as a general rule, is what happens when your strength has gone. So why does the writer want us to know that Moses died, but his strength hadn't gone? A bit about the word strength here. The Hebrew scriptures were originally written in Hebrew, and in Hebrew, the word translated strength here is the word leho. Leho literally means moisture or freshness. He died, but his moisture hadn't left him. He passed on, but still had his freshness. One translation reads, nor had his natural force abated, while another reads, he still had his vigor. While the JPS Torah commentary notes that Ibn Ezra understood the verse to mean that Moses had not become wrinkled. Please tell me you're smiling by this point. Moisture? Natural force hadn't abated? He hadn't become wrinkled? What does the writer want us to know about Moses? This phrase with the word leho here, just to make sure we're all clear, is a euphemism for sexual potency. That's what the storyteller here wants us to know about Moses at the time of his death. That's right, friends. Moses, the great leader of the Hebrews, the liberator who led his people out of slavery, the hero who defied Pharaoh, the one who climbed Mount Sinai to meet with God, the towering figure of the Hebrew scriptures. When he died, he could still get it up, just so you know. Which, of course, raises the question, why? Why does the writer want the reader to know this? To answer that question, you have to go back much earlier in the history of Moses' people to a man named Abraham. Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, and Moses was one of them. Abraham, we learn in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, left his father's household and everything familiar and set out on a journey to a new land. People didn't do that at that time in history because they had a cyclical view of history in which everything that has happened will happen again. They believed that you're born into a cycle of events and you'll die somewhere in that same cycle of events as the cycle endlessly repeats itself. In other words, there's nothing new. What happened to your ancestors will eventually happen to you and then it will happen to your children as your family goes round and round the cycle. But then Abraham leaves. He steps out of the cycle. He walks into a new future one that hasn't happened before. No one had ever done that before because no one had ever conceived of the world and life and the future like that before. This was a new idea in human history, that you weren't stuck, that you didn't have to repeat everything that had already happened. But we're just getting started because to understand the significance of that story about Abraham you need to back up just a bit more and see that the writers of Genesis told that story about Abraham within a larger story. There's actually a progression of violence in the early chapters of Genesis, a progression that starts with a man named Cain killing his brother Abel, and then it continues to escalate as all of humanity spirals downward into greater and greater conflict and destruction. By the end of chapter 11, the chapter before we meet Abraham, People are setting up empires to oppress the masses, entire systems perpetuating injustice. How much worse can it get? That's the question hanging in the air when the storyteller introduces us to this man, Abraham, who decides to leave and start something new. He's leaving his home, but he's also leaving an entire way of life. The storyteller wants you, the reader, to know that Abraham has a destiny to fulfill in which he becomes the father of a new kind of people to usher in a new era for humanity, one based in love, not violence. As Abraham is told in chapter 12,